Good evening and praise the Lord, everybody, on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Elaine Flake. I am Reverend Kate Ofikuru. It is an honor and a privilege and a blessing to welcome you to this May 1st, Monday night, first day in the month of May, the best month in the year, though I am biased. <laughs> um, prayer call. Thank you so much for joining us, my sisters and my brothers, Alan, friends and family far and wide. Tonight, it is my privilege and my blessing to welcome back my dear sister, Minister uh, Leah Comer comes to us from God's Deliverance and Purpose Ministries here in Jamaica, New York. And I'm grateful to God that she found the time to join us as we go before the throne of grace once again to find our help in our time of need. Without further ado, Minister Cromer, you may go for it. Praise the Lord, everybody. Grace and peace be unto you from God our Father. I bring you greetings, like Reverend Kate said, from God's Deliverance for Purpose Ministries. Thank you so much for allowing me to join you tonight uh, with this quick word of encouragement. Um, I'm sure everyone has had a long day, probably lots of things that we had to navigate um, ourselves through. I just wanted to spend a few seconds just creating an atmosphere, hallelujah, where God can move just by us simply giving him the fruit of our lips. Could we just take a moment, hallelujah, to just begin to, to speak well of the Lord, hallelujah, for everything that he's taught uh, walked you through today, hallelujah, for every time that he showed up for you today when you called on his name, hallelujah. We may have been frustrated or just going through just life's trials and toils, hallelujah, but I know that God has been God on your behalf, so he is certainly worthy of praise in this moment. He is certainly worthy of honor, hallelujah. I'm grateful unto him, hallelujah. I'm grateful to just have this at atmosphere, have this moment, have this space, hallelujah, where his name can be exalted, hallelujah. So this evening, I just want to share again a quick word. Hopefully you will hide it in your heart and it can take you a little bit further throughout this week. Um, I'm reminded of a article that I read at some point in time uh, last week. And uh, like many of us, you know, this is a um, uh, informational type of era where we can literally just get all types of information from different sources. But um, I actually was reading a quick internet article and um, it was, the heading was along the lines of three types of people that you need in your life or something to that effect. And I recall being so taken aback by the first element of that article that I don't even think I read the duration of the article. But in, in, in short, um, it basically said that the uh, one of the most important type of people that you should have in your corner is someone that is honest with you someone that will um, not necessarily, um, you know, bite their tongue or, or try to mask um, their feelings when it comes to telling you something that you need to know that perhaps other people would be scared to tell you. And so as I began to kind of just reflect upon that, I began to think of, you know, the society that we're in uh, right now, where it's actually very, um, uh, 
uh, it, it's not very often that you get people that, you know, want to tell you the truth because nowadays people are always so easily offended. Nowadays people don't really want to hear what the truth is or what they, you know, consider to be um, something that will, you know, hurt their feelings or, or what have you. So it's a very dangerous time in which people can't be honest with you because they're scared of the repercussions that may occur. So with keeping in tow with that that I read, I also within the same day started to kind of just during my time with God, I started to um, go through Second Corinthians. And um, the Apostle Paul is one of my favorite biblical uh, characters, really because of the journey that um, his life took on um, as a person that uh, uh, was originally known to be a persecutor of, of, of the name of Jesus Christ and to be a person of the people that followed Christ. We already know that he had this encounter on the road to Damascus, and because of this encounter, his name was changed and his life was changed. And then he began to, to live this, this life in which he traveled the world, and he did all this missionary work to do nothing more but then to spread the gospel of the word of Jesus Christ, to tell the people who God was and to let them know how important that they're not only that they should serve, of God, but how their life should line up also with the serving. Hallelujah. So I got to one scripture in, uh, or, or I should say one um, chapter in 2 Corinthians, in the 2 Corinthians 4, and I want you guys to just jot that down, and I want you to read all the way to verse 16. I don't have time to read all of those verses tonight, but I promise you, you will be blessed by that scripture because it's all about encouraging you through the hard and through the tough times. But I just wanted to remind you a little bit about what is happening in chapter 4 because I do believe it will bless you. So the Apostle Paul, we already know, um, in his missionary work, in his going from place to place, in his traveling the land um, to tell of who God was to to uh, all four corners of the earth. There were many times in which when he traveled, he would get word uh, 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 through different people in terms of the lands that he left. And those words were sometimes, you know, those those people uh, um, in, in Philippi, you know, they're doing X, Y, Z. Or those people in Corinth, they're doing X, Y, Z. So amongst his journey, he's getting word that the people of Corinth, you know, really weren't doing too good. You know, they really weren't staying um, in, in, in check in terms of what he had already shared with them um, in the times prior to his visit. There were people. People, you know, not really um, uh, uh, living a righteous life. There were people that were allowing other people in the town to come and try to kind of speak over the doctrine that he had already taught them and just kind of all these inconsistencies. And um, that's why uh, Paul had to write these letters. And these letters were supposed to be letters of encouragement, you know, letters to kind of get the people back in order, to kind of, you know, you know, set their mind back to what, you know, the, the plan originally was, if you will. So in 2 Corinthians um, 4, um, uh, this, this scripture notes when he actually went back to speak to the people. Hallelujah. And he notes his encounter with the people in this note or in this letter, rather. And um, I'm just going to go 
through different pieces. Again, I can't go through all of it, but please write it down and you can maybe before you go to sleep tonight, kind of just track it and trace it yourself. But the apostle Paul, I'm, 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 I'm so, um, I'm so inspired by him at this point because the people had already started to talk about him. The people had already started to make parallels between uh, the other people that visited, you know, their, their space when he left. And, you know, we can kind of already infer that, you know, people must have been talking about his life. Like who is this, you know, uh, apostle guy that's coming to talk to us and tell us about God knowing the past that he had. Right. And there were other people that, you know, we're putting these thoughts into the people's mind. You know, why would you want to follow the teachings of this person knowing that, you know, all these things had happened with him prior? And it just got me to thinking about how how people can be, hallelujah. In one minute, they can be of encouragement to you and you can need them and they can do the things that they that you need them to do for you, hallelujah. And then in the next minute, you can cut them down all in the same breath. Hallelujah. But I'm inspired by uh, the Apostle Paul's will. Hallelujah. Because he still had a desire to be honest with the people. He still had a desire to speak the word of the Lord. He still had a desire to do what his job was. Hallelujah. I know many times God will give us a word and God will give us instruction on what to do, but we're already, you know, trying to, to, to put our own spin on what the directives are. Hallelujah. We're already trying to internalize it in our own way and make it more comfortable, hallelujah, and try to take, you know, uh, try to skip steps, yes, God, um, in terms of just giving what God is telling us to do. So again, I'm inspired to tonight by everything that the Apostle Paul went through. And when he went back to the people of Corinth in Second Corinthians, hallelujah, this was a people that had already talked about him. This was a people that had already um, um, um you know, uh, 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 paralleled his life to other people and already counted him less than, even though not too many times from that moment in which he visited, hallelujah, just again, he was inspiring them. So was this man in which had helped them, but again, the people allowed their minds to be shifted based on lies from other people. Hallelujah. The apostle Paul, we already know that he was a Pharisee. So if anybody knew about Jesus, it would be them. Hallelujah. They spent Spent their lives learning about the about about the lives of Jesus. Hallelujah! If not for any other reason than to tell people not to not to follow him. Hallelujah! But again, his life was turned around, so he certainly was of honor to do what he was doing. But people counted him as unworthy. Hallelujah! So when he went back to the people and he was inspiring them about who God was, he was explaining to them, Hallelujah, how life can sometimes get you tripped up. Hallelujah. How life can sometimes skew your mind. Hallelujah. How life can sometimes be uncomfortable. How life sometimes is not going to be the thing that you want it to be. Hallelujah. But he was uh, uh, explaining to them. I'm going to jump down to verses six. Yes. 
2 Corinthians 4 and 6, hallelujah. And he mentions, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness had shined in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God and in the face of Jesus Christ. Verse 7, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Hallelujah. Even amongst all those things happening, he's still encouraging them, regardless of what they have said about him. In verse 8, it says, we are not troubled on every side, yet we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. Hallelujah. I love his posture in this moment. Hallelujah. Encouraging the people that no matter what they see before him, hallelujah, no matter what is going on with them, hallelujah, it's all going to be worth it. It might not make a lot of sense to you in this moment, but you keep cleaving to the hand of the Lord. Hallelujah. And it all will be worth it. I'm skipping down to verse 19 to verse 16. It says, for which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Let me say that one again, because it's a little jargled in this vernacular. Hallelujah. But I want us to be clear on what is being said. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed every single day. Hallelujah. This flesh is yet flesh. Hallelujah. This flesh is going to have multiple problems. Hallelujah. This flesh is going to get weary all the time. Hallelujah. And that's why our inner man, yes, God, that's why our spiritual man has to stay strong. That's why our spiritual man has to stay rooted. Hallelujah. In the word of the Lord. That's why our spiritual man has to take over, hallelujah, because our fleshly man is always going to have issue. Our fleshly man is always going to be conflicted. Our fleshly man is always going to let us down, hallelujah. And then verse 17 says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, hallelujah. And what does that mean? That we need to continue to go forward. Hallelujah. Everything that the people of Corinth were going through. Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul could have had it in his heart. You know what? Let me just leave these people alone. They don't get it. They talking about me. They're doing their own thing. Hallelujah. They going through and giving up, even though I'm telling them about what the hand of God can do. Hallelujah. But that wasn't his heart. His heart was still to, to, to provoke the people to trust God. It says, but for our light affliction, hallelujah, whatever you're going through, people of God, it's light. Yes, God. It's light to the spirit of the Lord. It might feel heavy. Hallelujah. And that's why we're supposed to take our burdens to the Lord and we're supposed to leave them there. Hallelujah. 
Glory to your name. It says your this light affliction is but for a moment. The enemy will wants us to think that it's never going to stop. The enemy wants us to think that we're just going to continue for the rest of our life just going through and suffering, just going through and suffering. Hallelujah. But the word confirms for us right now it is for a moment. But it is which it is but for a moment. It is seasonal at best. Seasonal. Hallelujah. And it works it for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So you might not understand what you're going through now. You might not understand why your health is still failing. Hallelujah. You might not understand why you still got more bills than you have money. You might not understand why you're still getting phone calls home from the teacher. You might not understand why things are still just in a chaotic space. Hallelujah. But I'm here to tell you tonight yes God that the word tells us it's but a light affliction hallelujah and it's working for us yes God it's working for us yes Lord and then the scripture ends in one of my favorite verses and it says while we look not at the things which are seen hallelujah the apostle Paul had to had to end it with something strong hallelujah because he knew the heart of the people he knew that they were going through he knew knew that the things that they saw in front of them were hard. They were difficult. It was hard to, to try to inspire them and motivate them when they're going through hell. Hallelujah. So he says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. See, somebody should have got excited right there. Hallelujah. Because right now, people of God, there's some things that we see right in front of us. Hallelujah. But the good news is, yes, God, the good news is that if we see it in front of us, it's temporary. If we see it directly in front of us, it's not going to be there forever. Because the word of God confirms again that if we see it, it's but for a moment, hallelujah, if we see it, it's just for a season, but it's those things that we don't see, those are the things that we can bet the ranch on, yes, God, the things that we do not see, those are the things that are held up in eternity, yes, God, the things that we don't see, the word declares are eternal on our behalf, yes, God, you've been praying, and you've been toiling, hallelujah, and you've been fasting, and you've been going before the Father, because you want to see your family saved. But meanwhile, all you see is the issue. Hallelujah. All you see is the waywardness. Yes, God. All you see is the poor behavior. And it's been years upon years upon years. Hallelujah. But this scripture, yes, God, in Corinthians is saying, if you see it, be, be, be comforted. Yes, God, if you see it, hallelujah, relax, because it's a good thing if you still see it before you. Yes, God, because you know it's temporary. It's the things that you can't see. Yes, God, hallelujah. Those are the things that are eternal. So with that being said, people of God, I want us to be reminded 
Hallelujah. Just as the Apostle Paul had to speak from a place of honesty, let's make sure that we are those that honesty syrup for our friends. Hallelujah. When we see people are, are, are doing things that we know is detrimental to their spirit or detrimental to who they are in God, hallelujah, just making poor decisions, we know sometimes it can be a little uncomfortable. Yes, God, especially if the person is close to you. Yes, God, but if you love them, if you care about them, there's a responsibility to, with love, to let them know, hallelujah, what the matter really and truly is. And guess what? If you're not sure, then let's go to the Father. Hallelujah, because you don't want the blood on your hands. Yes, God, because God gives us an orbit of people. God calls us to certain people. Hallelujah, glory to your name. And he would not want us to see that our sister and our brother is about to fall, and we have the ability to catch them, but we stand there and said, and we stand there instead. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for this quick, Lord God, but potent word of encouragement, Father God, this word that lets us know that life is hard sometimes. Life is going to do exactly what life does, hallelujah. Sometimes life penetrates, Father God, but God, I pray tonight over every house that's represented over this line. God, I pray over this church family, God, right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, I pray for your hand, God, to stretch high, God, to stretch far, God, to stretch wide over all the their needs on tonight, God, in the name of Jesus, Father. God, I pray that you hear them, God. I pray that you would do something new, Lord, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you, Lord, for what you're disrupting. I thank you, God, for what you're excavating and you're pulling out, God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you on this first day of May, God, how we will not continue to toil forward like we have before. God, I thank you tonight, God, that you are removing the scales from our eyes. God, I thank you tonight, God, that you are breaking James, God, I thank you tonight, God, that you are rearranging hearts, Father God. I thank you tonight, God, that you're changing minds, God. God, I thank you, Lord God, that you are the mighty regulator. God, I thank you, Lord God, that you're already speaking over our life the things, God, that you that you desire to be done, Lord, on our behalf, God, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you today, Lord God, that you are positioning people. You are positioning personnel. You are positioning, Lord God, the hearts, Lord, around us, God, that can get us to the next dimension, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And God, as we go through our season of development, as we begin to, as we continue to listen to your voice, God, as we continue, Lord, to draw near to you, Father, God, I pray, Lord God, that you would give us the wisdom, Lord, give us the steadfastness, God, Lord God, to, to trust you even when things break off. Yes, God, God, even when you allow things to be cut off, hallelujah, even when you allow people to become more distant from us, Father God. God, help us not to fight you in this season, but help us to understand your word, God. Help us to understand that you care about us, Lord God. Lord God, and those, Lord God, that you care, you chastise, God. And it might feel like punishment. God, it might feel hard, Lord. It might feel harsh, Father God. But God, we thank you, Lord God, for this scripture tonight. Lord God, that, rec that a 
allows us to recognize, Lord, that we are troubled on every side, God. It might feel that way, God, but we're not distressed. We might be confused in the thing, Father God, but we're not in despair. God, we might feel persecuted, Lord, but we are not forsaken by your grace today, God. We thank you that we might feel cast down, God, and pushed to the side, Lord, but we're not going to be destroyed in this thing, God. We thank you, God, that we can trust you. We thank you, Lord, God, that you are connected to our every crime. We thank you, Lord Jesus, God, that you're already preparing a way for us, God. Lord, you have created a way for us in the wilderness, God. Lord, just springing up waters in the desert, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that behold, Lord God, you are doing a new thing in us, Lord God. Help us to perceive it, God. Help us to know when it's you. Help us not to fight you, Lord, on the new things that you're shifting and that you're digging, God, and that you're turning, God. In the name of Jesus, God, help us, Lord God. Give us the insight. Give us the perception, God. Give us the eyes. Give us the wisdom, God, to know when it's you so we don't fight you, God, in this season. In the name of Jesus, we know, Lord God, the harvest is plentiful, Father, and the word tells us that the laborers are you, Lord God. Help us to labor in this season. Help us to be in alignment with what you called us to do, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for our leaders on tonight, God. God, I pray, Lord God, for Reverend Elaine, Father God. I pray for the flakes now, God, in the name of Jesus, God. Every clergy, Lord God, that is represented on this line and represented in this church, God, we thank you, God, that you're taking them to higher heights and deeper depths, Lord God. We thank you, God, that that you're expanding their territory. We thank you, God, that you're giving them wisdom and insight, God, in the name of Jesus. You're giving them strength for the journey, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you tonight. We love you tonight. We give you glory tonight, Lord God, for all you're opening up to us, how you're opening up our understanding, God, that you refuse to leave us in the dark, God, in the name of Jesus, God. Keep our minds, Lord. Keep our hearts, Father. Allow us to understand, Lord God, for this is but a light affliction, Lord, and it is for but a moment. But God, help us to be reminded that it is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Somebody give God a praise for what he's already started to work on your behalf. Hallelujah. For what he's already put in place in position. Yes, God, he's already changing your mind concerning some things. Hallelujah. Things in the atmosphere already shifting, already shifting for you because he loves you that much. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. God bless you. Hallelujah, God. Glory, Jesus. Glory, Jesus. Glory, God. Glory, God. Reverend Kate, I'm now done. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you. All right, thank you, um, Minister Cromer, for that wonderful prayer. Uh, thank you once again for joining us for GAC Prayer. We pray that you will uh, join us again tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Thank you, and have a good night.